Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Sawdust Talk. Uh, Festool, what are they coming out with tomorrow? I don't know. I'm not 100% sure what they came out with today, but uh, I'm sure it was cool. We have an awesome guest for you guys tonight. We've got Paul from 1116 Woodworks. Really excited to see him. We've got Bernie. We have Kamani, uh, both helping co-host. Uh, it's going to be good. Is it going to be inappropriate? I don't know. I hope you signed your adult-only waivers for the episode, but let's get into it see what happens. Uh, let's pile everybody in. As I'm doing that, we want to thank our sponsors, uh, George Supply Co. and Surf Prep. They're great. If you need a sander, uh, Surf Prep makes terrible toilet paper, but they make really great sanders. So let's get everybody in. So we invite everybody and see if Instagram's going to work tonight. Hey, what's up, buddy? My man. How are you doing today? Good, man. Can you hear me? Good. I can hear you great. Perfect. First time. I'm trying headphones. <laughs> I, uh, it was like 8.59 and a half, and I realized that I have like 30 pairs of headphones and none of them were where they're supposed to be. So I was like sprinting outside to get mine. Nice. Kamani, what's up, buddy? What is going on? So I, I realized the last time I hosted was freaking April. Oh, wow. And I was going to say, I think I did not have this thing. <laughs> Paul, my man. How you doing? What's up, man? guys? Doing good. What's up, Kamani? What's up? Man, uh, been a lazy oh, day. Oh man! Today. Hey, guess what? This is the Washingtonian episode, guys. I just realized that all of us, except for Braden, are from Washington. Yeah, well, we won't hold that against you, Braden. Hey, it it kind of counts. I'm not. I don't currently live in Washington, but I did live on Whidbey Island for a couple years. Oh well. I mean, okay. I guess I give gives you the clout you need. I can. I can at least get in the door. I guess. For we call this the Washingtonians episode, then. Yeah. Yeah, you were up there with, with um, Scott Orham. Uh, Daddy yourself, uh, DIY. He's up in Whidbey. Oh, really? I mean, I haven't lived there for 25, 28 years, so I, we might have <laughs> missed each other. I mean, <laughs> Scott's been, uh, Scott may have been there. He's, he's an old guy. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I was, I was a child, so if we if we did cross paths, you know, it, it, uh, we probably were not at the same level. He was stationed there for a while. He was stationed there for quite a while and ended up retiring there. Oh yeah, yeah. My dad was up there back when it was a P three squadron because he was a he was a pilot. Nice. Oh, sick. So, uh, and then we ended up in Nebraska, which is the only quadruply landlocked state in the entire country uh running the recruiting district for the midwest because it turns out it's super easy to get guys to join the navy if you just walk in and be like who wants to see that ocean y'all have heard all about <laughs> that sounds about right what's this water you're talking about <laughs> exactly there's a thing called water beaches what uh yeah my dad was a shooter on an aircraft carrier too. We we used to joke that it wasn't going to fit up the Missouri River, so <laughs> definitely won't. Uh, um, 
All right. Well, I guess before we just uh, go off the rails, I guess we should we should do the the formalities, uh, guys. My my name is Braden Bokes. I'm uh, with Little Bug Woodworking. I do a little bit of everything: epoxy, CNC. I don't. I make a lot of mistakes and just kind of keep going. So, uh, Bernie, what you got? Oh, Bernie from Bernie Builds. Uh, I'm out in Ellensburg, Washington, but I am not in my shop today. I'm a TDY, so I'm sitting behind these lovely blinds. Um, do pretty much anything woodworking, uh, tables, benches, chairs, uh, you name it. Uh, I've been using my recycled scraps and making pieces of art. So that's what I've been up to lately. Turn over to Kamani. Oh, and by the way, I haven't hosted freaking Sadist Talk since April. <laughs> so, uh, I'm Kimani with Van Street Designs. I'm down in Tacoma, Washington. Uh, I do a little bit of everything as well. CNC, laser, epoxy. Uh, I just kind of experiment with all mediums and, uh, you know, have fun with it. Um, Paul with 1116 Wordworks down in Camas, Washington. Um, do a little bit of everything. Some wood turning, small uh, bowls, pens, um, epoxy, pretty much whatever I can get my hands on. I'm working on trying knife scales right now. So oh, nice. All right, settle settle down, Paul. It's not all about you. <laughs> Actually, it is, isn't it? <laughs> Uh, so Paul, why don't, uh, why don't you give us the, the story? How did, how'd you get into what you do? What, what do you do? The 10 second elevator pitch, whatever you want to call it. Uh, as far as how I got into woodworking, it really started back in high school, uh, wood shop class, just made some small stuff. My grandfather had a wood shop after he retired and never realized how much I enjoyed it until a few years ago. Um, outside of that. Uh, for regular work, it's I'm a photographer. Work for an outdoor uh, apparel company, and yeah, that's about it. Cool. All what? right. Well, so, see you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so I've kind of been scrolling through your Instagram. Uh, there's a picture of a bear here. Uh, what what are kind of the tools that you like to work with? I'm guessing that's probably a grizzly reference, but what uh what's your shop situation look like? Um, pretty much, oh, it's pretty much half of a two car garage, even though it's a complete disaster right now. Like my router table has my oscillating spindle sander on top of it. Uh, my <laughs> drill press has epoxy molds laying on top of it and really the only thing that is actually clean in my shop right now is my lathe because that's what i've been doing mostly lately um no I'm trying to think of a bear there's just a <laughs> you you have some just like out of left field pictures on your instagram feed like you've got tom from myspace on here and then here oh yeah I'll, let's, let's go on a we're gonna go on a field trip just scrolling oh, down and oh. just, just a bear. I don't even I don't remember what post that was. I just started putting up random pictures for covers of reels, just for the awesome. hell of it. Like, I got tired of chasing the constantly changing algorithm, so I just got to the point where I don't, 
the people who follow me follow me because they like what I do, not because I'm chasing the algorithm. Uh, so I just, I, the music that I use is all music that I listen to on a daily basis for the most part. Uh, anything from metal to rap to local Kansas City stuff. It's, I post what I want and how I like to post it. And I mean, that's just the way that I see it works best for me because I don't have time to really work the algorithm and sit down and uh, spend a full-time job editing reels. Like maybe one day I'll, I'd like to do that, but it, I started getting burnt out. It started feeling, feeling like a full-time job while I was working full-time, taking care of kids. And I wanted to go back to being fun and no stress on it, no deadlines. It's like, hey, I've got a few hours. I want to go make something. And then I, I just do a quick video and post the music that I like. And surprisingly, a lot more people than I expected appreciate the music. That's what, awesome. What uh what do you think is what do you think has been the best song that you've used so far? I'm I'm constantly looking for the next the next Ooh. viral hit. <laughs> it's it's kind of hit and miss. I mean, I think it was a song that I did from that I used from Bury Your Dead um, that got quite a lot of views on it. But man, I didn't have to look. I, I had one. Oh, that was a stupid reel, though. But that had like <laughs> 25,000 views and like four or 500 likes on it. And all the it was stupid was. Reels. It really was. It was just um, twisting the um, rubber tip off of a screw end. It's so bizarre. The stupid reels are the ones that like get the most views or things that freaking collapse or like intrigue people. It's insane. I don't understand half of it. I mean, I like the, the way you're going with your, uh, well, I'm going to post what I want and what music I want. That's actually a freaking awesome idea. That's uh, that's kind of how my, I've always been though. I've kind of always been unapologetic for how I do stuff. It's this is who I am. Take it or leave it. That's the southern in you, <laughs> and the Midwest, and the Midwest in me. So uh, because I I can't stay for the entire show, I'm gonna do a bit of uh, fanboying on uh, Paul <laughs> a little bit because. I have a I have a mini Paul shrine developing in my shop. So um, Paul and I apparently have crossed paths multiple times across our our lifespan uh, because I used to live in Georgia and South Carolina. Paul also lived in Georgia and South Carolina. Roughly about the same times, we just were in different parts of the states and never met each other. So upon and then we we're both uh, photographers. So um when we found all this out we were like all right well i guess we're buddies now and uh he, <laughs> he made me this so oh sick that is awesome. foxy projects and uh because our other fellow turner is not available tonight he, paul also made me this mallet Ooh, whoa so okay that mallet's awesome yeah a little epoxy in there um, and this was a like unexpected collabo project because 
Um, another fellow Washingtonian uh, named Kevin was moving and he gave me a large amount of his wood scraps. Um, and he'd gotten a lot of like nice maple burl and just a whole bunch of like good turning material. And I was like, this is awesome. I don't turn. <laughs> uh, and so on a, uh, on a trip, trip down to Portland, I met up with Paul and gave him all of my turning uh, material. And in turn, he made this for me. So, so yeah, just wanted to, uh, yeah, just showcase. I know he doesn't have much of a shrine in his closet. So I wanted to be able to showcase some of the stuff he's, uh, he's done recently that may not get as much shine on his uh, Instagram page. That was a fun one. I mean, because of the spalting, was so serious in it and i whenever i turned the handle it was a little bit tighter than i expected for a pressure fit and ended up um, splitting all the way down one of the spot lines so i went through uh, epoxied it with a gold epoxy so there's a little gold line that goes through it all the way oh that's super cool was that walnut or what is that is that spalted maple or spalted maple okay that's super thick man so do you, uh, I mean, epoxy pour it first and then get it stabilized and then turn it? Or how did you do that? It was actually given to me stabilized already. And oh, then nice. I went through, uh, made a, just taped up one of the ends of it that had some inclusions and mm -hmm. did an epoxy with that. Uh, used a color shift pigment from eye candy that I really liked. And then, yeah, it turned out really good once I got it put back together <laughs> well it's, that's awesome it's it's great i haven't uh, had a project recently where i could really like take a whack at it so it's sitting in my uh maker shrine corner uh with all the other makery pieces that i've gotten along the way so uh, but yeah wanted to definitely show that off before i had to go because um, i personally don't have any questions for paul because i mean we've uh, we went through our whole history once we found out that we've crossed paths so many times. So uh, I will leave the question and answer round to uh, to you guys. But I'm gonna hang around for a few more minutes, and then I believe Katrina is gonna step up. So we're keeping Washington in the house. We're just yeah. going further. Yeah. So it's funny. I think uh, Sadis talk is uh, rotated from uh, Missouri centric to Washington centric, and I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to have to, I don't know, we're going to have to add like 18 more co-hosts that we all fight for, and I'm going to have to rebuff that that uh, central time zone. So, I mean, as long as uh, they're from Washington, we're good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Central I Washington, there you go. Yeah, I can we'll represent Washington go. and the Midwest. I mean, I'm from Missouri, so. Uh, come on, it's, it's interesting that you bring up you and Paul's like, like friendship that you guys have before because so i i finally read the description from that grizzly bear that's posted on your page and it's a reel about the your joiner that you picked up from kamani <laughs> uh, oh, the little grizzly awesome. joiner yeah so, that thing is i put that thing to work and I'm, it's I'm good. it's still holding up great i'm actually running through a bunch of that sapili that i got from cam over blacktail uh, so I can do a, I think I'm going to do a two-inch um, ingrain Sapili butcher block. Oh, no, oh nice. sweet. So what's, what's are you, the heart? Oh, no, go ahead. Sorry, Braden, go ahead, dude. Go ahead, dude. Uh, 
I was gonna say, so what, what has been one of the hardest tools for you to kind of learn how to figure out how to use? Oh, honestly, my laser's been kind of a pain in the butt. I mean, it's just, a, a, <laughs> it's nothing big. It's just one of the Orter uh, Laser Masters uh, or the Laser Master 2. And it's really just because I don't have the bandwidth going in my head right now to try to really sit down and um, figure out the uh, light burn program, how it should be because I've got so mm -hmm. many other things going through my head with my day job. Cause I mean, I'm working in media. I've got the entire Adobe suite, capture one, uh, everything oh, for editing. It's just nonstop through my head. And I just, right now I've got four charcuterie boards on top of my laser because I just don't have the bandwidth to deal with it right now. <laughs> uh, Fair other enough. than that, um, uh, I think that's really the one that's been the biggest pain for me. Uh, I picked up my lathe pretty um, easily. And other than I need to rebuild a table saw that I've got in my shop so I can get rid of my little Ryobi. But that's an upcoming project. But yeah, really the laser has been the pain in my butt for the most part. Hey, Paul, you got any uh, free space in your shop? I know it's pretty well packed in there, but... Uh... You know, about about yay wide, <laughs> yay deep. Just I got I got some stuff in here that I might not need soon. <laughs> hey, man, if, if I if I had the money, I would make space. Yeah. Well, well, we we can talk about that off camera. Uh, <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll, I'll keep awesome. you I'll, I'll keep you posted on uh, on I, things. I, but I have a feeling I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, I can. I bet you money you don't know what I'm talking about. But uh, like I said, we'll we'll talk later. But I have to head out. Uh, I have to put little ones to bed, so that's my time. But I believe Katrina is down, and she'll she's gonna jump in. So, uh, Bernie, great to see you on camera. So, good seeing you Paul, too, brother. Always a pleasure. Monty, good to see you, buddy. Hey, bud. I'll catch you all uh, next time. Sounds good. See you next time. All right, Paul, while we're uh, transitioning co-hosts, you said uh, earlier that your lathe was the only thing that is uh, clean, clean and ready to work. So what have you been working on on the lathe? Um, right now I've got four pens that are ready to turn. One of them is going to have a matching um, toothpick holder with it. Um, that one I'm doing out of Buckeye Burl. Uh, oh, sick. I just did. Did a um, set that I took down to my buddy Michael at Calavera Tools um, mm -hmm. down in Charleston. I took him a pen and matching toothpick holder out of Ebony uh, about two weeks ago. Um, and then I've got a um, Chate Vega um, handle that I'm working on right now for a 290 gram solid brass uh, mallet head. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. So that's a I'm having, fun, <laughs> I'm having fun with those. I mean, it's real. The head is only about this big around, okay, uh, this long. So, but it's got it's pretty hefty though for what it is. But the Chate Vega handle is turning out beautiful with it. That's awesome. So I just got a lathe, and I find it absolutely addicting. I don't know what draws you to the lathe. I mean, I. I had, I've had it for a week and I've done like 
10 bowls and like four or five vases and just trying to figure it out, dude. See, you're already doing better than I am. No, I, I don't know about that. Vases yet. Um, I just, I like doing stuff that I can knock out quickly because I have limited time in the shop whenever I'm out there. Um, mm -hmm. Hi, Katrina. Hi, Paul. How are um, you? So I'm doing good. But yeah, I like, oh. yes. Oh, hell that's yeah. The, this is awesome. That's pretty nice. Man, poor me and Brayden are the only ones without sick freaking hammers or mallets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, the one that Katrina has on the top end of it is a color shift epoxy, or it's a color shift pigment from eye candy. <laughs> Goes from a purple to a, like a coppery gold. That is awesome. Wow. That's super I cool. I love it. The only two I've made like that. I love it. Well, at least they're for uh, fellow Washingtonians. That's all that yeah. matters, right? Well, <laughs> I grabbed it from him. Well, I bought it from him um, from the Maker Meetup that we had down in Tacoma. And that was a lot of uh, fun. The one I missed because I was back in Washington, D.C., that one. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, we're just waiting for Michael to get some time because, you know, Mr. Alm is really busy renovating so yeah uh, well hopefully we can all meet up i mean that would be awesome again especially meet you again meet you in person paul and katrina so yeah, yeah. definitely uh yeah. hopefully we'll have our portland maker meetups i'm starting up again soon i do want to come down for that uh i mean they're well, usually a good time there's usually a really good crowd that's cool that's awesome i might fly down i mean it's not like it costs you anything well it, <laughs> yeah it costs me a gate fee i mean it's not 100 percent free i have to pay the airport fee uh, uh that's well, not that bad though it, at that point yeah it's just not even worth it you know why bother yeah <laughs> exactly Sorry. continue about paul uh so we have have a question from Lumber Ox. What's your least favorite wood to turn? Oh, that's a, a tough one. Really, anything that has a really that's really fibrous because it tends to, to tear out a lot easier. Um, Sapili turns out turns pretty difficult because it's the fibers are so long um, that'll tend to tear out some. Um, let's see, camphor burl is, that camphor makes the shop smell like Vicks Vapor Rub for, for a week. <laughs> that sounds uh, terrible. Oh, <laughs> uh, it, it gets to be after a while. Um, Spalta Tamarind is just for the smell alone. That's probably my least favorite to turn, but it, it looks so gorgeous when it's done though. Which What's it smell like? Yeah. I, I can't even explain what it smells <laughs> like. It just stinks. Uh, that is uh, so it's not like a tamarind drink. It's something no. different then. I don't know if it's the whatever they use to stabilize it with that smells, but it just it always smells and I don't care for it. What's your favorite one to turn then? What's your favorite wood that Ooh. smells well? That for the smell. I should reference that. Initially, camphor burl. That's just oh. initially, though. Uh, but after a while... Did you get that? Like, yeah, it, 
that really, minty smell that yeah it, yeah clears out everything <laughs> um let's see i mean you can't go wrong with walnut um, spalton maples is really good to turn as long as you take it slow and easy so it doesn't blow it just completely blow out um funny <laughs> let's see you know i do so much that it's really hard to say because I'm always trying different pens with um, different exotics. Uh, canary wood is one that I don't really care for, um, for as far as turning goes. Thanks. I'm not going to lie. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say one of these days you'll have to go to Maker Camp and go turn with the big boys. I need I to. Say, to be honest, I I haven't heard of half these woods you're listing <laughs> off of. I'm like, uh, I got walnut, I got maple, I got oak, and you're listing all of these off. It's freaking amazing, dude. No, honestly, I wouldn't have used half of what I've used if they didn't have um, small blanks at Rockler and Woodcraft. And because I that makes got sense. them less than an hour away, like they're 10 minutes away from each other, mm -hmm. but it's over on the south side of Portland. So I've got to go... 40 minutes to get there, but they've got a really good selection of exotics so I can try different stuff. Oh, that's cool. Um, I know Gerber Design Co., he didn't put it in the question block, but he uh, did ask in the comments, you know, the famous Cam, because you had mentioned uh, you got some wood from him, so. He's my, I like, know, wood idol. <laughs> I know him in passing. Right? Okay. Um, I shot him a message. He had some stuff that he was giving away. I went over to a shop, picked it up, and then we bumped into each other at Portland Maker Meetups uh, with him and cool. Jason. He's Hibbs. not too far from you at, at uh, in Camus, is he? No, no, he's over in, let's see, technically he's over in Beaverton. So he's right on the okay. edge of Portland. So he's so not like that 10 far minutes away. The, yeah, he's like 10 minutes away from the Woodcraft. I'm going to be honest. I was hoping for that answer to be, yeah, no, I've never met him in my life. <laughs> I just run, just broke into a shop and just rummaged around <laughs> and I walked out. So I always found it in, um, what's the word, uh, intimidating to go and approach some of those bigger accounts, not as an arrogant thing, just because their vocabulary and their knowledge is so <laughs> much more than me. And so I get a little, yeah, I don't need to talk to them. I'll embarrass myself. Oh, but uh, not the only that, their knowledge in of like woodworking, but also their knowledge in like social media and all the mm -hmm. platforms. And it's like, holy freaking cow. And like most of these guys started with iPhones in their garage and they just figured it out. Much like the rest of these guys, us. A lot of these guys still are iPhones in their shops. Yeah. Uh, true. Good point. Yeah. I met, I met Cam at a workbench con. I don't remember what it was, like what specifically he said, but we met at a bar after the event, uh, like the, in the evening. And the first thing out of his mouth, he roasted my mom. Like first time I Whoa. ever met him. And he just immediately dropped like some, some mom joke or something on me. And then immediately turned around and was like, can I buy you a beer? I'm like, I don't, this just happened. Nobody's gonna <laughs> believe it's ever happened to me, but I just got roasted by Cam Brady and this, or uh, by Cam from, uh, Blacktail, and this is That's this is crazy. everything I, everything I ever dreamed it would be. <laughs> so That's awesome. So, uh, Paul, what 
What uh, projects are you working on? I know you've already mentioned pins and whatnot, but uh, is there anything specific you got planned coming up or anything that you're, uh, that's on a workbench that's in the middle of or in progress? I think the biggest thing that I've got on deck once I get some space cleared up in the shop is so because working in media, um, photography primarily, uh, my downstairs guest bedroom is I'm turning into my photo studio so I can do all my tabletop stuff, headshots, portraits. But oh, um, the cool. walk-in closet, which is what I'm in now, is going to be my command center. Uh, so it's, uh, what is it, four foot, about four and a half foot wide, uh, eh, probably eight, nine foot long. Um, but I'm going to do, do a wall-to-wall um, floating um, desktop in here. I've got oh, a sweet. Few, I've got a beautiful piece of walnut that I picked up from Gobi Walnut that isn't wide enough. So I'm going to build the mold out and just do epoxy on the sides. And I think I'm going to route out some LED strips for the sides. So I've got a little a bit of a glow coming up through those just as a little ambient lighting. But ooh, that's, that's really going to be my next big project. And then probably do a little bit of sound, soundproofing. Um, these shelves are going to get raised up because I've got eight foot ceilings in here um, just to get them completely out of the way. But yeah, I think that's going to be my next really big um, project for myself. And I'm not really doing any commissions right now because like I said, I'm doing what I want to do. No timelines. I just make stuff. And if it sells, it sells. That's awesome. That's, sounds like a freaking blast no yeah. commissions just doing whatever the hell you want i wish okay who's <laughs> db wood turns uh i've yeah. talked to him a few i've talked to him quite a, or a little bit I, I can't remember where he's from whoever i think he's he just, is he's he is enthusiastic in the chat i mean <laughs> i did my, i did say join troll talk ask questions uh, so i'm expecting so to see some trolls in here i was gonna say Hey, my uh, chat's frozen, so I don't get to see this joyous talk, but trolls are great. <laughs> uh, um, so, okay, okay, so with your photography background, have you found that there's a difference, like, in product photography versus what you do for your job? Do you have any advice for how to take good product shots? Because that's one Ooh, of my... Yeah my yes. worst part good parts. and i have a photography background and i just can't take a good picture of a cutting board to save my life i, I mean for my day job i work in e-com so it's mostly product anyways um mm -hmm. it's all it's usually product on white or on model on white background uh, really what it comes down to is it depends on what you're going for. If you're going for a more natural, you just got to find something to give a little bit of contrast to whatever you're photographing. But lighting, lighting is the big thing, That's especially if you're if you're working that. indoors. Uh, lighting is going to be your biggest friend, especially if you're using a DSLR to um, photograph whatever you're doing. Uh, learn how to use strobes. <laughs> Like at the club, yeah. like take take my my stuff downtown <laughs> on weekends and just. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, strokes are just strokes are just flashes. I'm um, studio flashes. Um, I mean, honestly, you can get a you can get a good one for 
I like my flashpoint is, I think I got that for about 200 bucks. I mean, so for a couple hundred bucks, like, I mean, 500 bucks, you can have two decent studio lights. And then you got, as far as my tabletop setup goes, it's janky. I mean, it doesn't have to look good if it gets the results that you need. Like <laughs> I've got a, for anything that I'm doing on white, it's a white piece of foam core laying down, a white piece of foam core on the back, and a white piece of foam core on the side for a bounce. Then I've got one light coming wow. in from the side, one coming from the top. That's it. Dang. That's a pretty simple setup. Yeah. It really is. Um, the only modifiers that I'm using is a softbox with a grid on my strobe from the top just to soften the light and um, spread it out. And then uh, my strobe to camera left has a reflector with a grid on it which kind of does the same thing, but not as drastic. Uh, Dang. So, on my, on my, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was gonna say, uh, Gerber Design Co, kind of along with these same questions, or your answers, or what camera setup are you running to go along with that? Uh, I mean, my camera's professional level because I use it for um, work. Yep. I use a, a Nikon D810. That's uh, a full frame camera. Uh, not the cheapest, but you can still get the same results using a crop sensor. And the only difference is between full frame and crop sensor is the size of the image. So what you're seeing in camera on a crop sensor isn't necessarily the image that you're going to get. You're going to lose some of the space on top, bottom, and sides. But if you're shooting a little bit wider, mm -hmm. you can just crop in. Uh, I think that's that's one thing a lot of people really get frustrated with is they're trying to get everything in camera and they're trying to get it, the crop that they want in camera. And then when they don't get it, they start getting frustrated and really just pull back a little bit and crop in afterwards. And there was a, there was a follow-up question that, um, if you have any suggestions for pictures of tables and I'm going to modify that to, you know, other larger pieces and this, Lumber oxys. I primarily don't do large furniture, and pictures are always hard to capture. Um, I mean, stuff like that gets it gets a little more tricky uh, because you really got to have the space for it. Like if you have, like, uh, what I've seen people do is just use their own living room. Um, they'll yep. set up space. Like if it's a dining room table, uh, they'll do it in their kitchen or wherever their their dining room table is. They'll slide that out, put that one in. Um, set it up how they want and then photograph it there because you've got a place for it if it's a if it's a coffee table put it in your living room then just make sure that you cleaned up the area around it to make it look like you would want it to see on your website here we go that now seems... i got a clean <laughs> as i say that seems like such a simple solution but it's almost so obvious use your own freaking house I mean, really, you've got to use what's at your disposal. I was assuming that the answer was just going to be, well, you just need bigger pieces of foam cord. Call good. <laughs> no, or, if you're going to do, if you want to shoot it on white, use um, set up like, uh, I mean, you can even use just uh, some kind of conduit. Um, spread it out, put a sheet over it, run a sheet um, on a sweep. So instead of it coming straight down and then straight out, um, run it out like this, 
and then set your stuff on just a white sheet. Make sure that there's no wrinkles in it unless you want to deal with it in post-production. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's really about using what you have at your disposal. And once you start seeing, the, uh, seeing these things, oh, yeah, I can use this. And no, Katrina, get back here. Katrina <laughs> uh, is like, I'm out. Uh, once you start realizing that you can use stuff that you already have around your house, life gets a lot easier. Uh, Allison Carroll asked, uh, you mentioned phone core boards. Do you think those small photo booths are worth it? Um, I've actually got a small one that I was originally using for my pens. And I mean, for the price, it's really not bad, especially if you've got one that you can shoot from the top and the front. I mean, it's a, a consistent light, so, light source. Um, they're usually color balanced to 5600, which is daylight. Um, but yeah, they're inexpensive. And for doing small stuff, they're great. So do you sell a lot of your pins or do you like give them as gifts or are they commissions or you just make them for fun and then post them? I mean, what, what's the plan with those? Um, a little bit of both. Uh, I, I'll just throw a bunch of pins together and then if I'll post them up online, if they don't sell, then if somebody does like a maker trade or something, then I throw okay. a pin in as a bonus. I give them to family members, uh, giving some to my kids to give to their teachers. Oh, cool. Do you have like cups of pens that are just like <laughs> chock full of your own pens around the house too? <laughs> Surprisingly, no. I've got one wow. that I use um, that I made, and it was the very, very first one that I made. Everything else kind of gets sold or given away. Like, uh, actually, I don't have any in here. The only thing I've got in here is a razor. Oh, you made oh. the handle for that? Cool. That's yeah. pretty cool. That's sick, dude. Yeah, and I was That's just awesome. sitting in here because it never sold. The thing that I've been doing uh, recently that I've kind of gotten into is steel tip darts. Oh, those are cool. What? Okay. okay. That's awesome. Yeah, that one is Buckeye Burl. This one is African Blackwood. Oh, that's wow. pretty. That one's and this super one cool, is, dude. This one glows in the dark. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> is it got a okay. epoxy in it? Did no. you, yeah. Did it's you, a, did you use glow in the dark epoxy or? This one is a blank from Moonstones. Um, they do a bunch of different um, color Holy glow cow. in the dark blanks. Wow. And can we? Go ahead. I was just going to say, can we, can we just for the audience address the fact that a glow in the dark dart implies playing darts in the dark and we. <laughs> Legally, are not allowed to condone that. Our insurance does not cover that. If you do it, you didn't hear it from us. So, thanks for the. It doesn't necessarily have to be dark. <laughs> the light of the glow in the dark darts doesn't count. It's still dark. Oh, that, that's awesome. It was just something that I was playing with, um, just because they're so difficult to bring the weight up to. Um, what the industry standard is for steel tip darts because most people play with 25 gram 
um, darts. And these, the tube inside of them is packed with a lead wool. And just, there's only so much space. I mean, you've got this much space to try to pack the lead wool in. And it's just too difficult to get it up to that 25 gram Dang. point. So I was trying to find something that was a little bit denser to make my life a little bit easier for bringing the weight up. And it's just, it's really not feasible. I mean, 24 is the highest I've gotten. They tend to be around 22 grams for the most part, which is still <laughs> good, but it's still good, fun for recreation. It's just not up to uh, um, competition level weight, though. More All right, so, yeah, decorative. Um, nothing too perfect, Des. Where do you buy your pin kits for your for turning? Uh, um. The kits, I typically just buy at Woodcraft or Rockler. Um, I do use Penn State Industries for some stuff because, like, whenever I'm doing law enforcement pens, um, the kits from Rockler just are, uh, to be blunt, they're cheap. Uh, <laughs> recreational? Yeah. yeah. Um, the last one that I did um, was a commission from my buddy, um, Sergeant Solo, and the kit that I used was a lot heftier. Everything was actually etched into the kit. Uh, so uh, it was just a lot nicer all around. And I think that I'm going to be using that kit from now on, even though it's more expensive. And where was that kit from? Um, that was from Penn State Industries. And okay. I'm, I'm assuming that by the the higher quality part, you're talking about like the, the cartridge and the, the tip and all of that, not necessarily the material yeah. that you're turning. Yeah. Yeah, the body itself. Was that because what I what you wanted, Nancy? Uh, because I choose um, what I'm going to do for the body of it, which with all okay. my law enforcement pens, I do. I use a thin blue line on blank, and then just line it up to where it comes straight down. Uh, do you shut up, so uh, pour that that blank yourself, or do you buy those blanks, the thin blue line blanks? Oh, I buy those. Okay. I'd like to learn to turn them or to actually cast them. Uh, I just don't have the means to do that right now. Um, same thing with my thin red line for my firefighter pens. Like I've, okay. got, I've got one right now that's pretty hefty as far as weight goes, um, but it's a really cool pen. Like the um, clicking mechanism is the axe on the top of it, and oh, the axe actually cool. raises up to click. Oh, nice. Uh, so, and you've go been turning a bunch of pins. Like, have you done rings or like wedding rings or stuff? Because I've I've seen people turn stuff that small before as well. Have you tried that? I haven't tried that yet. I keep eyeing the kits to do it every time I go into Rockwear. I just haven't had to pull. The, yeah. I haven't pulled the trigger on it yet. I think it would be fun to learn and just teach myself how to do it. And. That's one of my other things is um, I've got ADHD, so uh, like I see something, I'm like, oh, I want to try that, and then I'll try <laughs> it. I'll teach myself how to do it right, and then I kind of get done with, but then go back to doing what I like doing. Yeah, I find myself like I'll start a project like the same, same freaking day, and then I'll go start something else because <laughs> I'm like, ah, I don't want to work on this. It's terrible. Oh, definitely. That's how all of my shop counters are. <laughs> I'm, well, I'm glad I'm not the up only on, one. No, I've, I've, 
given up trying to clean this place because yeah, it's that little project, that project that's <laughs> waiting for that project, but that project has to be done. So I get to that tool. So I got to get that project. But, yeah, um, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I've got epoxy stuff I'm figuring out back here. Uh, I've got a shop at a horse stable. So I'm trying to figure out like the classic, uh, to quote Bo Burnham, white woman's Instagram, uh, <laughs> horse Midwestern autumn type decoration stuff. So I've got like pumpkins and pickup trucks. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Nothing says Omaha. Oh, like pumpkins and pickup trucks. Yeah. Hey, exactly. This is, I was, I'm proud of this one. So this, this material is thick enough that I carved autumn, but I'm going to sell it and you're going to get a two for one because you also have a Christmas tree. <laughs> That's what I make. I make painted signs like that. Nice. That I customize for people. That's awesome, uh, dude. I don't a few signs but it was all done on the laser and then i cleaned it out and then filled with epoxy that's the laser you shouldn't do that well i did it <laughs> <laughs> the acrylic or the epoxy that's what i'm doing yeah one of these days i'll, I'll have a big boy shop and have a cnc and all the fun toys until then i'll make it work with what i have uh, yeah, anybody that's uh, that's listening down at the bottom, uh, there's a little question, like a little chat bubble with a question mark in it. So if you click that, you can put any questions that you have in there. We try and catch them in the in the chat, but it, it's just going. So we miss a lot of stuff. So make sure you put them in in that little spot. Mm -hmm. Or like um, my chat's frozen right now, so I can't see what anybody puts in the chat. So so as long questions as we, in the question box. As long as you got your question in that one little section of, of Bernie's that froze, your question will definitely get answered. Yeah. <laughs> uh, All right. um, this is one that, from earlier. Uh, Lumberox asked what table saw you're restoring. Uh, I've got an old, like, I think I looked it up and it was a 72 um, Craftsman uh, with the cast oh, iron top. Uh, so I'm going to pull, pull the motor and completely clean the entire thing down. I've already got the uh, I've already got the sides torn off of it. I'm ready to clean those up, repaint. But yeah, once I um, find a new motor, I'm going to do um, my buddy Lucas over at Man Made Media gave me an insight on a instead of using a regular uh, the belt on those, it's like a V belt. Uh, so you can, hmm. can cut it down to size and reattach it. He said that those things are great, so I picked up one of those. So whenever I get the new motor, get it cleaned up and everything, and get it redone, that's what's going to be on it. But I wanted something, nice. something that was going to be a little more robust, and I wanted something where I could actually use um, better uh, miter gauges and just everything, because this little crappy aluminum top Ryobi just <laughs> doesn't do it. And it's got those stupid little tabs in the miter slot. Um, so you can't use any other miter gauge in it unless you cut the tabs out. And oh, that sucks. Yeah. And there's just too much slack in it too. So you can stick it in and it just wiggles back and forth. But That's run it. unfortunate. <laughs> it is, but it's a Ryobi contractor saw, so you don't expect much. Yeah, exactly. But if it works for what you're using, 
thousand and four. I mean, you can get by with it until you finish restoring the one you're working on. So, yeah, definitely. I mean, I can do rough cuts um, on it and then just clean them up on the joiner. Nice. And nice. I mean, I I lose a little bit of material doing it that way, but I guess like I said multiple times, I'm using what I have. Paul, yeah. Paul, did you make this? I did. Oh wait, no. <laughs> This was left behind at the maker meetup, uh, and I don't know who. Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't make that one. Okay. <laughs> no, that's it's not quite, a shape that I've done yet. Yeah, it's pretty. It's really pretty. Yeah. yeah. I guess uh, veterans are in the maker meetup. <laughs> <laughs> veterans on woodworks asks, "What's up with the stash, Bernie?" Oh my gosh! This is Paul's <laughs> night, not mine. <laughs> so long story short i had a beard going because i was on leave for two and a half weeks and my wife is like hey shave everything but the mustache see what the kids say and they were disgusted by it so i kept it <laughs> my husband's not allowed to shave his face he looks like an idiot without it <laughs> well i have to because it works so Still in the army. By the way, my army birthday was yesterday. Eighteen years. So. Congrats. Your your, uh, your, oh, your army there. your army career can can now sign up for the draft. Yeah, right. It's eighteen years old. Good point. Can't drink yet, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> Are you at JBLM? I am now. Yep, I was at uh, Yakima, and then I got PTS over to JBLM on July first. So. Oh, nice. Um, we were up there for, for two years. Uh, my wife retired back in January. Oh, awesome. Tell her congrats. That's freaking cool. She retired out of JBLM? Uh, she actually retired. Her last three years, she was teaching ROTC at University of Portland. Oh, sweet. Okay. That's so that's where she actually um, awesome. Technically, she did retire out of JBLM because Brigade is up there. Um, yeah, uh, eight, yeah, we were brigades we, up there. So yeah, before that, she was five hundred eight up at JBLM MP. Oh, okay, awesome. Yeah, she I, was uh, on correct. She did correction side her pretty much her whole career. I've actually so got a buddy yeah, up but, there that's uh, a buddy of mine's the BC up at the five hundred eight now. That is awesome because that's funny. Small world. The five hundred eight just did our. Uh, evaluation for one of our MP companies that's getting ready to deploy. Nice. Oh, nice. So he probably the, met probably met Lieutenant Colonel Green. The name's not familiar, but I am sure we did. <laughs> so, yeah, that's crazy. That's, yeah, that's my buddy Rob. Um, he's see, he's pushing twenty years as an officer. Um, before he was as an officer, he did eighteen enlisted. Oh Jesus! <laughs> so he's yeah, uh, he's definitely he's got almost he's got almost forty years in the military. Wow! I thought eighteen was a long time. <laughs> that is insane. Well, that's super cool. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I love JBLM. It is like the best post in the freaking army. I've been all over the place, but I'm also from Washington, so it's nice being up here. Yep. Uh, all right. 
so uh, military sawed us talk, uh, I think, starts after <laughs> this. So <laughs> I think I'm one of these people that's lost in the conversation. <laughs> Uh, Allison Carroll asked, when it comes to restorations and table saws, she asked if anybody's tried some of the ceramic coatings, and if so, uh, who thinks what about what? Anybody? I've no? not tried ceramic coatings yet. Uh, I haven't tried any, but I, uh, I watched uh, Drew from Whitworks. He just had uh, kitchen line break and flood his shop and it was directly oh, on top of his saw stuff uh, and he used the whatever cams ceramic coating and like treatment stuff is and it I mean there's there's some some figuring in the cast iron but it cleaned it up like I I think everybody thought it was a goner and cleaned up all right is that the picture that it was like how I ruined my table saw. Yeah. It was just rusted just across horns. the entire top. Yeah. yeah. That okay. was all. I didn't yeah, watch the video, but. He, uh, he said he bumped the saturation like just a little, but not enough to where like that is the orange. So that's exact what it actually looked like. Jesus. Yeah. I wouldn't know what to do with that. I hope your table saw poly restoring doesn't look like that. <laughs> no. I have it no doesn't, idea definitely what kind doesn't look like that. <laughs> I have no idea what kind I have. It, it's thrashed. What? I, have, I have a big, oh. I have a Delta 10 inch tilting Arbor saw. Uh, has, did anybody see the, uh, the festival announcement, the cordless portable table saw? I thought, no. I thought my Instagram feed had turned into, uh, Travcon, or not Travcon, uh, WorkbenchCon. <laughs> Sorry, other jobs in my brain. Uh, yeah, everybody's talking about festival on their on Instagram. I thought I was just scrolling through everybody's today. Uh, but it looks like the, isn't this the same saw that they released in Europe like months ago? I thought, I didn't realize this was new. I thought I'd saw it. I, I think I'd seen people talking about it in the past but it was the, the official release of it. I mean, it's not nothing that I'm going to spend money on. The only thing that I want from Festool really is just a better sandal or sander. I mean, I'd be okay with the Domino, but I don't want to spend the money on a Domino because I can use a freaking uh, dowling jig. Just takes me a couple bit more minutes. So I'd be happy with a biscuit joiner. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Y'all can pry my domino for my cold, dead hands. So I love you that. You can thing. send it up here. That's okay. I'll borrow it. I'll give it back. I promise. Just bring it with you. You want to make your meetup out here? Yeah. I will. It'll be my plus one. <laughs> hey, you should. Uh, next time we do a Tacoma slash Seattle maker me meetup, just come on up. <laughs> so I just need the. I just need the invite. I'll. Uh, I'll make my way up there somehow. I'm wander in halfway through. Part of the planning of the Kentucky meetup that's happening next month. I'm flying to Kentucky for the oh, Kentucky meetup. It'll be fun. That'll, that'll be a fun one. Is John putting that on? No. Uh, I initiated it when I was at AWFS and I talked to um, Tyler from the Southern Craftsman, Craftsman and um, Matt Peach's wife, a couple of us, so we just okay. connected. Yeah. 
Uh, all right. I know. Go oh, go ahead. I did. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, so DB, DB Woodturns uh, is adamant that we <laughs> make sure we get one of his questions. So I want to make sure I pick that <laughs> one. He asked uh, if you guys like walnut. What are, you, what are your thoughts on walnut? Nope. Hate it. Burn it all. Oh, man. Oh, wait. Katrina, Katrina, Katrina likes walnut so little. Like, She's just like, yeah. I'm out. Okay. I love, love walnut. I'm sorry, guys. I'm not even going to be an apologetic for this. I love walnut. I'll make freaking anything out of walnut. It looks awesome. Yeah. No, thank you. Walnut's, <laughs> walnut's beautiful. Like I said, that um, the desktop that I'm doing is one solid piece of black walnut. Perfect. Yeah, walnut's yeah. just that easy, that easy to work with wood that always, I mean, you have to work so hard to mess up a decent piece of walnut. Yep. Yeah, I, so. I will say though, it, it, uh, it definitely does a doozy on my lungs and breathing. If I'm not wearing a mask, walnut just like, I feel like I have more sensitive allergies on planet Earth if I don't wear a dust mask when I'm working with walnut, so. I think a lot of people forget that it is technically a nut tree. I mean, it's so if you've got a nut allergy, it's it is adjacent. Exactly, it's not adjacent. So you feel like you have the worst allergy onset on planet Earth. <laughs> it's all about Paduke. No, I I can't stand Paduke. When I go inside and I blow my nose and I just think my brain is melting and bleeding, I can't I can't handle it. Katrina decided to join me in the mustache club. <laughs> These phones are too sensitive. I was trying to respond to a veteran um, question about the Kentucky meetup, and I barely touched my screen, and it completely swiped. Dang, that sucks. I was like, well, apparently Katrina hates walnut. See ya. <laughs> I love walnut. <laughs> I will not be a party to a conversation about walnut. <laughs> I love olive wood more than anything, though. <laughs> I love olive wood. I made a couple end tables and coffee tables out of olive wood. Holy shit, that stuff is amazing. I've done some. All you uh, I've made some pins. I've done. Okay. I've actually did my pizza cutter handle out of olive wood. Sick. So thoughts on olives on pizza? <laughs> Black olives only. Oh yeah. Black yeah. olives only. I'm a pepperoni girl, so. Okay. okay. So now we're going to pass. This is completely off topic. Pineapple on pizza. If I wasn't hosting, yeah, I would leave. I fall. If well, I wasn't hosting, I would leave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Actually, it. you know what? No, 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 no. Because of that, you know, you know what? We're ending this. We're ending the thing. <laughs> uh, we're done. Uh, we are at nine fifty nine. Uh, so it, it's a it's a convenient time for me to storm off into the night. Um, so, uh, Paul, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, it was great getting to know you. Uh, it was a lot of fun. So, um, you guys have any? Any last second, real quick questions? Hey, Paul, awesome. Another maker from Washington. Um, I feel terrible that uh, today was the first day I decided to follow you. I should have done this a long time ago, so I'm apologizing. And oh, I'll go ahead. The next maker meetup, I'll bring you a Hawaiian pizza. 
Get out of here. All right. <laughs> make sure y'all, if, if you click, there's like a little carrot thing like right here. Uh, make sure you go and follow everybody. You can follow Bernie, follow Katrina, you can follow Paul. Uh, again, thanks so much, Paul. Thank you to our sponsors, George Supply Co. and Surf Prep. They're awesome. Uh, Katrina is now multicolored. <laughs> I didn't know you could do that. Um, but everybody have a good night. If you want to listen to past episodes of Sawdust Talk, you can also do that on all of your favorite uh, podcast platforms. I'm not going to list them because there's a whole bunch of them and I can't remember them all. So everybody, good night. I appreciate you having me on, guys. Thanks, Paul. Appreciate it, dude. Uh, you guys have a good night. All right. Let's see if I can end this without killing everything. It, I hate this part.